godly ocean of appetites. For the godly ocean of appetites. For the godly ocean of appetites. For the godly ocean of appetites. What's going on, everybody? Welcome to Commuters Communion, your devotional appetizers for the godly on the go. Our goal is to make sure that you stay spiritually fed through your communion with Christ, even if you got to stop by the drive-through. My name is Terrence Moore, and I'll be your host for today, as always. Thank you for joining us on this episode. And today, what's on the menu? An intercessor's delight. You know, one of the most beautiful things about humanity is that we're all in need of one another, and that's by design. You can't do this life by yourself. And even if you try to do it, you're going to be quickly put in your place. We all need community. We need helpers. We need friends. We need people to depend on. And you will likely find that your greatest purpose and passions and just place here is interlaced with helping other people. As Christians, we're not only called to help and do life for other people, but we're also called to intercede. Intercession is this concept of Stepping in the gap for someone, doing that through prayer, through your body, through investment. Jesus interceded for us with his life and with his body on the cross. That's found in Philippians 2, uh, verses 4 and 8. The Holy Spirit intercedes on behalf of us and our prayers to God. We see that in Romans 8, verse 22. As a Christian, we're called to be intercessors with how we love and care for other people. You know, I intercede in prayer and investment for my family, for my wife, for others that I'm in community with. And, you know, as you think about those that you may intercede for and that you might be interceding for, whether it's family, loved ones, community, there's challenges that come with that. Whether it's fatigue, lack of direction, clarity, feelings of helplessness, doubt, feelings of disqualification. Those are just a few. To those feelings, though, I think there's a word for us in Exodus chapter 33 so i'm gonna go ahead and head there we'll be looking at verses 12 through 19 and it reads moses said to the lord see you say to me bring up this people but you have not let me know whom you will send with me yet you have said i know you by name and you have also found favor in my sight Now, therefore, if I have found favor in your sight, please show me now your ways that I may know you in order to find favor in your sight. Consider, too, that this nation is your people. And he said, my presence will go with you and I will give you rest. And he said to him, if your presence will not go with me, do not bring us up from here. For how shall it be known that I have found favor in your sight and I in your people? Is it not in your going with us so that we are distinct, I and your people, from every other people on the face of the earth? And the Lord said to Moses, This very thing that you have spoken, I will do. For you have found favor in my sight, and I know you by name. Moses said, Please show me your glory. And he said, I will make all my goodness pass before you and will proclaim before you my name, the Lord. And I will be gracious to whom I will be gracious and will show mercy on whom I will show mercy. My main point for today is this. The burden of an intercessor is great, but their potential for delight in the Lord is greater. We see that Moses has been tasked with leading God's people, and he has some questions. He has some challenges and burdens uh, from this verse, and to that, I have a couple of 
reasons why in those moments, in that moment, delight can be found. My first point is that the Lord's favor is your biggest advantage. What I mean by that is that we see that Moses again responds to God's request with almost this okay but who you who you sending with me how is this going to happen what's going to happen next lord so some questions some natural questions that might be of anybody who has been tasked with something but we see though he also follows that up immediately with kind of this emphasis on favor he says in verse 13 now therefore if i found favor in your sight please show me now your ways that i might know in order to find favor uh that i might know you in order to find favor in your sight again in verse 17 he says the Lord responds to Moses after his after his request and says, This very thing that you have spoken, I will do, for you have found favor in my sight, and I know you by name. The funny thing about how that's worded is that the latter part of that sentence is the reason for the first. Meaning that the fact that the Lord knows you by name is the only reason you have favor. It's not like you dug around and actually found it. It's not that it's not that you did something special if the lord caused you to something he's also given you favor in order to complete it if the lord has been gracious and kind enough to know you by name deeply your ins and outs everything about you your weaknesses and your strengths he's extended his favor upon that and specifically within your ability to carry out his calling for you through his power through his grace through his strength And I think as we look at the different things in which we're called to do, the people that we're called to intercede for, the people that we're called to stand in the gap for, it can be very tempting to look at either what we know, what we don't know, what we need to find out. And the Lord is the Lord wants us to know that, like, those things are secondary compared to the fact that I have put favor on your life. You know, we see in verse 13 that the Lord is like, show me your ways that I may know you in order to find favor in your sight. We see in verse 13 that Moses is requesting for God to show him his ways. But it's also intertwining that with this, um, yeah, with this request to, in order to have assurance to know that God has uh, given him favor. And the thing about it is like, once you're called to do something, when you're called to walk forward in the Lord, once you're called to intercede for somebody, what you need next is not necessarily clarity on when it's going to turn over, not necessarily clarity on what the biggest obstacles are. You don't need necessarily optimism on how it's going to work out. You don't even necessarily need um, allies and people who are going to be assisting. What you need to know the most out of anything is that God has extended his favor to you and that that's your biggest advantage over anything that God has called you to do, whether it's a task or whether it's interceding on behalf of someone else. And that my friends is reason for great delight that God's favor is your biggest advantage the second point one of the reasons why there is so much potential for delight within the burden of an intercessor is that God cares about those you're interceding for far more than you and that should be your biggest encouragement where I'm going with that is rooted in uh, verse 13 again so verse 13 Moses goes from, please show me your ways so I can know that I've found favor in your sight. But he follows that up with saying, consider, too, that this nation is your people. And, you know, after everything that Moses has been tasked with and has uh, led people to do, one thing that he does know is that God is going to equip whoever he wants to equip in order to carry out the mission for the people that he has called his own, his own possession. And so we see again, um, yeah, we see again a couple of verses later. God or Moses says 
For how shall it be known that I have found favor in your sight and, and I and your people? Is it not your going with us? So God traveling with them, him actually being present with his people. And then also so that we are distinct, I and your people from every other people on the face of this earth. And so Moses is wise enough to know that there is something especially distinct and equipping and assuring about the fact that God has a very jealous possession of his people. He will take care of them. There is never a day or a second where they are forgotten. And he cares about them far more than the people he is calling to intercede and to step in the gap for them. And so when I think about the people that um, the people that I care about, that I'm praying for, when I think about the mission and the task and the ways that I want to impact um, the earth, the marginalized, those who are poor, those who are in need, that has to be constantly immersed in the fact that God cares about those people way more than I do. And that's always been the narrative that his people have a special place in his heart and he is crafting out a way within his church and within the earth for them to be reached, for them to be cared for. God is attentive to you and your prayers. And he's been doing that far before you've been able to be faithful in carrying those things out. And that should be a huge source of encouragement. And that encouragement should be a source of delight as we evaluate what our burden is in being intercessors. So I want us to continue to think about what it means as we think about the burden of interceding for someone else. As we think about the the fatigue that comes with that, sometimes the hopelessness that comes with that, sometimes the doubt that comes with that. I want us to be encouraged and and even um, delighted in the fact that God's favor is our biggest advantage. And that our biggest encouragement is that God cares far more about those that we're interceding for than even we do. And so um, let me fix up to the go plate for today. As you know, our to go plate is um, a few thoughts for you to carry out from these appetizers to develop with God um, into a full course meal. So the first item on our to go plate is this question. Simply put, is there someone that God is calling you to intercede for? through prayer and through investment. Second item on our to-go plate. Do you see the different obstacles that are in the way of you interceding for someone as more important than the favor of God that is imparted on your life and on their life? Third item on our to-go plate. Do you actively draw encouragement and delight from the fact that God cares far more about the things that you're called to intercede for than you do? Take those things, develop them out, spend time talking with God about them in your prayers. I'm going to go ahead and pray and send everybody off to have a great day. Lord, thank you so much for drawing us to take part within your incredible ministry of just caring for for your people, oh Lord. Our family, our friends, our neighbors, our community, oh God, are precious within your sight. You love uh, you love your people, oh God, with a love that will never be doused, with a love that will never be um, never be just outdone, oh God. And as we look to participate in that, sometimes it can be tiring, oh Father. I ask that you would give strength to all those who are interceding. I ask that you would give endurance and hope and encouragement. I ask that you would give faith. I ask that you would give focus. I ask that you would give um, delight, oh Lord, even. I ask that you would give assurance, oh Father, that you are working on on their behalf and on our behalf and and towards a glorified ending oh lord i pray for those who uh, feel like they've been laboring for a while in prayer and in intercession oh god i pray that you would give them um encouragement oh father i pray that you would have them to recall upon all your great works both within 
your word and in their life and that that ignites and fuels and endurance oh lord be with us throughout this day help us to be obedient with how we intercede and love our neighbors love our love those that you called us to love um yeah god and continue to remind us of reasons about how you've done that very thing for us we thank you lord we love you in jesus name we pray amen all right y'all appreciate you for listening don't forget to subscribe like rate review and share of course you can find all things on my social media at rhythm and redemption and until next time stay fed